Hello, you're listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this message. But let's turn to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. Hallelujah. And it's a familiar passage of scripture, but the Lord, how many of you know there's nothing that's dull and mundane about the word of God? Amen. I don't care how many times you read it, he will give you something different. So that's why you can never go to it just to be reading. There's no other book like it. No other book like it. So you should always go looking for the Lord to speak to you. So Mark chapter 8, and while you're turning there, the title for it today is Feed My Sheep. Feed My Sheep. Feed My Sheep. We're going to talk about that because as I read it, the Lord says we need to, don't let the sheep hang around you. You got to feed the sheep. Feed your feed my sheep. So Mark chapter 8, and I will be reading from the New American Standard Bible. But you guys hang in there with me with the King James, because I'm telling you, it all should fall in line, I'm telling you. So it says in verse, starting at verse 1, it says, In those days when there was again a large crowd, and they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples and said to them, I feel compassion for the people, because they have remained with me now three days and have nothing to eat. Now, before we move further, because we're going to keep going, I want you to recognize that these people were with Jesus and still had a need. Isn't that? You can be with Jesus, be in relationship with Jesus, walking hand in hand with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and still have a need. We should never get to the point in the body of Christ where we think more ministry should be going on outside the church than in the church. See, we have a tendency to overlook those people that come to church every Sunday. You know why? Because they all right. They already know Jesus. They say they saved anyway. These people were walking with Jesus and were with him for three days and still had a need. And the Bible says that he was moved with compassion. I think we have overlooked some of the needs right in the body because we have lost the compassion for our fellow brothers or sisters. I would be more compassionate to the drug addict than I would the one sitting next to me in church. Isn't that interesting? But he says, I feel compassion for the people because they have remained with me now three days and have nothing to eat. He says, and if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come from a great distance. If I don't feed the sheep, there's going to be an adverse effect that happens. Yeah. How many of you know in the body of Christ, because a lot of sheep haven't been fed good healthy meals? Uh-huh. I'm not saying they're not getting something but it's not a good healthy meal, then the body of Christ is reflecting what we eat. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no way in the world you can can take in and it not show on the outside what you've been feeding. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us even with our heart, guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flows the issue of life. If I want to tell what your heart condition is, all I have to look at you and listen to you and see where you go. And I can tell what's going on on the inside. 
We go to the doctor and they give us an x-ray because they want to see what's happening underneath. You say you fine, but they take some pictures underneath and they see some stuff that don't look good. What is happening with the body of Christ is we look good on the outside. Jesus. We look great on the outside. But then the Holy Spirit gives us a discerning eye. We see past that and there's some ugly stuff going on. So he says, now, I was moved with compassion. They've been with me three days. And if I don't feed them, some of them may faint on the way. Some of them have come a long ways to hear from me. And I need to give them something before they leave. Yeah, yeah. Stop ministering to people on the surface. Give them something before they leave. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. you we got to get out of our comfort zone and just still the saying, they say praise the Lord, you say praise the Lord. You blessed, I'm blessed. You get below the surface and start ministering to their needs. Verse 4 says, and his disciples answered him. And listen to what the flesh would do. Because this is how sometimes we think, how can we minister? I don't have what it takes. How can you talk to the Lord and tell him you don't have what it takes? He says, have you forgotten who you're talking to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't, I always thought my daddy had deep pockets. He was a Latina man, but I don't care. I thought in your Latina pants, there was some deep pockets. So we went to him over and over again for stuff. And it seemed like it never ran dry. Y'all had the mamas would have the pop the books with all them little zipper compartments. And they come, they didn't find it in one. They pull out money from somewhere. How can you be in relationship with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and not understand that there are no limits with him? But watch this, verse 4, his disciples, the people that should have known him the most and the best. Not the people hanging around. His disciples said, answer him, where will anyone be able to find enough bread here in this desolate place to satisfy these people? Jesus said, want y'all to go feed them now. My own remark would say, Jesus, where the store at? Just tell me what you want me to do. Because I know food coming. Don't be a whole lot of bag. What you want me to do? Because if he said, go feed them, food coming from somewhere. The disciples in the flesh said, now, Jesus, they still talking to him. Jesus, where do you expect us to get this food from? It's amazing how we can be with Jesus and still forget who he really is. I don't ever want to get so comfortable with him that I forget who he is. I don't ever want to get so comfortable with him that I talk to him and feel like he's working at the same level I am. There's no limits to him. See, the disciples talking to Jesus put Jesus on the same level as he was and said, where are we going to get this food from? It's just like Jesus said, we're going over to the other side. They're like, how? And then a storm breaks out on the ocean. Y'all know that story. A storm breaks out. And then they get to panicking. But all they have to remember, Jesus say, we're going on the other side. So I don't care if a hurricane is a bad coming. She wants to. I am going on the other side. Amen. Jesus says, give them something to eat. Their first response, the ones that knew him the best. Yes. Where would anyone be able to find enough bread here in this desolate place 
to satisfy these people. Now understand, Jesus would speak the loudest usually in a desolate place. Mm -hmm. Now it's easy if Jesus says to me, Helene, I want you to go bless this person and money running out your pocket. It all makes sense. <laughs> it all makes But no, he usually speaks and tells me to give out of my need when a bill is due. Right. Why can't you catch me on the 15th before I get to the mall, mall? Why can't you catch me with the overflow and tell me to bless sister so-and-so? It all makes sense. No, you gonna wait till I get down to the last and tell me to give my last to somebody else. Yeah. Jesus didn't say feed them in a land where there was a lot of food. In a desolate place, go feed these people. If you're looking for God to only speak and ask you to do in a good place, he's never really going to use you. Because guess what? He shows up the greatest in your desolate places. Yeah. So he says, in a desolate place, they, they say, God, where, where are we going to get bread to feed him? Verse 5, and he was asking them, how many loaves do you have? See, they put the work back on him. Instead of their first response being saying, Jesus, tell us what's the next step because you're going to feed the people. Don't tell Jesus that the place is desolate like he don't know. Just get the answer, Jesus, what you want me to do? Jesus now, when they come up with their response, instead of him getting angry, he starts to inquire of them. Jesus is a patient God, isn't he? He's just patient. He's patient. He was asking them, how many loaves do you have? In other words, let me teach you hard-headed people because I have compassion on the people and I got to feed them. But I'm going to deal with y'all later because I'm working harder than I should. How many loaves do you have? And they said seven. He directed the people to sit down on the ground. Listen to the steps and the means because all of this started because he had compassion on his people. Yeah, yeah. God will even have compassion and patience with us. If I am supposed to be the instrument of blessing to somebody else, he will have compassion and patience with me to make sure that I bless somebody else. It says that he directed the people to sit on the ground. And taking the seven loaves, he gave thanks and break them and started giving to his disciples to serve to them. And they served them to the people. And they also had a few small fish. And after he again blessed them and he ordered these to be served as well. Jesus did the work. Their faith wasn't at the level where it should have been when he first said it. Aren't you glad that God still uses you when your faith level is not where it needs to be? Oh, after all these people were served, Jesus blessed and break and everybody began to ate. Nowhere in the world should they have taken credit for anything. Amen. They were just your ordinary hostesses and waitresses. They ain't nothing about these disciples. They ain't nothing fancy about them. Just take away that disciple. Right now, you became a little server because you didn't have faith to believe this in the first place. He says, but feed my sheep. I'll go do any means to feed my sheep. Verse 7. And they also had the small fish. And he blessed it and said, give it to them. Verse 8. And they ate and were satisfied. Amen. 
Nobody left there hungry. He ate and they were satisfied. He ate, they ate and they were full. And they picked up seven large baskets full of what was left over. I tell you, when you get in line with Jesus, he'll give you leftovers. Amen. We keep praying that he just meets your need. I want to line up so for some leftovers. Ain't nothing like heating up some good Oh, we've been eating all cooked out food for days, and the hot dog to the blood work was better the second day than it was. The, y'all ever had food that's better the second day? We fight for the leftovers. I ain't playing. We what? You know that's not, we put our names on our little. There we go, Sharon. In the refrigerator, put your name. Don't eat my leftovers because sometimes the leftovers are better than the first. Jesus said, get in relationship with me, hand in hand, walking in sync, doing what I say, and I'll give you a nap. Thank you, Father. Thank you, But when I get in the flesh and when I start doing my own, I only, this barely making it, this barely getting by, is not the life he designed for us. Verse 9 says, about 4,000 were there. And he sent them away. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Be moved with compassion that whatever Jesus said, you do just that. Now, I want to talk about sheep for a minute. I want to talk about sheep. I want to talk about sheep and a good shepherd. Mm -hmm. Now, the shepherd is the one that takes care of the sheep, yes? Yes. The shepherd is the one that's given authority over the sheep. And the shepherd's job is to feed the sheep. And the shepherd's job is also to protect the sheep. The shepherd's job is to make sure that the wolves don't come in and devour the sheep. Now, as I was studying about this shepherd and about the sheep, the, the, the book says that the shepherd usually smelt like the sheep. They were saying that as shepherds, as being a job, and they talked about the history, how long they've been around and what their main job was. One of the things that they said about a shepherd, that a shepherd not only was to guard after his sheep. Back in the day, shepherds were paid to guard over other people's sheep. Hmm. They said that the sheep now is an animal that need guidance and direction. They say that the sheep cannot see very well. Sheep usually travel in bunches. You know why they're close? Because I got to bump up to my neighbor to make sure I'm in the right place. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's why you got to go to the right church that you bump up into the right people. Some of us have been sheep and we done bumped up into some wrong mess. See, and they done lured you away into places you didn't have no business going. But see, sheep aren't the brightest animals, so they travel together. That's why these long-range Christians kind of scare me. Because the Bible tells me just by the nature of a sheep, I should be traveling with those of like mind. I should be trapped. The Bible says, what fellowship does light have with darkness? I can't be the only sheep hanging out here with people that are in the dark world. I need to make sure that my fellowship is of those that are like mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Now the shepherd, the shepherd's job is to teach the sheep. And the shepherd's job is to protect the sheep. Go with me to Jeremiah 23. 
the shepherd, the shepherd, the shepherd, the shepherd. I don't care how many sheep there are, whether they're 10 or 2,000, the shepherd's job is to protect the sheep. The shepherd's job is to not expose the sheep to everything. The shepherd's job is to go deeper in the word with the sheep. The shepherd's job is to be more concerned about your roots in Jesus, more so than what you bring in your pocketbook. The shepherd's job is to oversee that you grow in the things of God. Yeah, that's the shepherd's job. That's, it's not a glamorous job. Usually the shepherd's job is a lonely job because nobody's out there but he and the sheep. Then the shepherd's job is a lonely job because the shepherd has to go and wrangle in that one disobedient sheep. Ah. Mm -hmm. If I have a thousand, I'm going to say, well, you know what? I may forfeit that one, Lord, because I'm tired of pulling that one in. It's about the fifth time I don't told them and they still keep straying off. But a good shepherd, every time we stray, he goes back and gets us. So the shepherd's job, if I'm going to feed my sheep, the lesson is telling us we have to feed our sheep, but I got to be a good shepherd. Now let me tell you, the shepherd in our lesson today is not just the pastor of the elder. Do you not know in your sphere of influence and in your callings and wherever you go, God has given you the anointing to speak light to others. Amen. See, I, there are people you may meet that I will never meet. He wants you to feed his sheep. But let's look at Jeremiah 23. And I want to start at verse 1. Still reading from the New American Standard. And it says, Woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture. Oh, there's, there's some, the shepherd's job is important to the point that the Bible addresses those that don't walk in their calling as shepherds as they should. He says, Woe, there's a warning. Woe to the pastors, declares the Lord. Verse 2, therefore thus said the Lord God of Israel concerning the shepherds who are tending my people. You have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not attended to them. Behold, I am about, my translation says, to attend to you for the evil of your deeds. Oh, let me tell you, shepherding, shepherding is a powerful place. Shepherding, shepherding is a huge responsibility. And the Bible addresses the lack of responsibility and what's going to happen when you don't oversee. Woe unto them. The first thing that a shepherd does when he doesn't follow the Lord is you scatter my sheep. I told you, sheep travel in packs. Every now and then there's a sheep that goes astray. A shepherd that's not watching over them causes the sheep to scatter. So before you know it, sheep that intentionally would gather together. Without a shepherd now, or the shepherd watching over them, the sheep will wander off in their own areas. The Lord let me know without the true word of God being taught and preached on a regular basis, you're watching sheep being scattered to their own devices. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you find people that were raised in the church all of a sudden no longer attending and out doing things that they wouldn't normally do. You find other doctrines and other beliefs becoming very prominent in these days because woe to the shepherds that are teaching the sheep. 
Verse 4 says, I will also raise up shepherds. Ah, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I will also raise up shepherds. I, I know some of you are not doing what I said, but trust and believe I'm not going to leave my sheep scattered. I will raise up shepherds. That's why it's important to be praying for every pastor and leader everywhere. I will raise up shepherds over them that they will attend them and they will not be afraid any longer nor be terrified nor will any be missing declares the Lord. I will raise up shepherds that will truly feed my sheep. I will raise up shepherds that have a shepherd's heart. I will raise up shepherds that don't mind getting dirty with the sheep. I will raise up shepherds that don't mind coming off of their lofty place of position and coming and seeing about the sheep. I will raise up shepherds that will feed my sheep. One of the things that it says about a sheep, that a sheep has poor depth perception. In other words, because of a sheep's lack of depth perception, sheep aren't easily able to perceive danger. I don't know about you, but I've been in church long enough that my shepherd covered us. We couldn't go just anywhere without letting them know where we were going. They don't do that no more. Uh, you go anywhere you want to go. Because she can't perceive the dangers that's ahead. You think you're just going over here and hanging out some step. But a real shepherd recognizes, no, there's danger over there. You stay close over here. She need a shepherd. She needs someone to, to cause them to stay in line with the things of God. Let's go back to Mark 8. Let's go back to Mark 8. And I want to pray. Because here's the thing about being a shepherd. Here's the thing about feeding God's people. He will give you what to say. Amen. He will give you what you need. He will never leave you lacking in any area. If he says he wants you to feed his sheep, you rely on him for the supply. You don't ever have to launch out in the flesh and do something God didn't call you to do. If he said feed him, he will give you what you need. Amen. I want to look at verse 2 again. It says, I feel compassion for the people. We should get to a point where we're crying out to God for the people. We should be to a point where God, as I come in contact with people, please don't let them leave the same way they came. We should get come in contact with people to the point that God, every open door of ministry you give me, I don't know if I'll ever have it again. I got to feed the sheep. I have to be able to tell them what thus said the Lord. He says, I feel compassion for the people. And then he goes on to talk about their plight. Here's another point he said, stay along enough with the people to find out what their plight is. Some of us go through ministry so fast, we don't have time to really hear and take time with people. If it takes longer than two or three days to hear your story, or if I gotta hang in there with you a long time to walk with you through whatever you're going through, most of the time people don't wanna deal with people that long. But the Bible says these people were with him for three days and the Lord understood and heard their plight. Jesus. 
moved with compassion, heard their plight. So therefore, there was something done. And then let's look at what would happen in verse 3, and then we're going to pray. He says that if I don't meet their need, if I fail to feed the sheep, if I fail to do what I'm called to do, there's going to be a consequence. Some of them might faint. Some of them might be lost. I'm looking at the things that are happening in the world today. I'm looking at things that are happening on a daily basis. You can't even go to simple places now. I mean just out and about without something dramatic happening. Here's the thing. I can never think that I'll get a ministry opportunity again. He says, so the first thing, have compassion on the people. The second thing is take time with the people. And then the third thing it is, minister to the people. So what he's telling us in these last days, stop looking for my hand and look for the heart of God. Amen. What's in my hand is already done because he said, if you seek me first, all these other things that you find in my hand will be added to you. But if we are called in these last days to feed his sheep, we got to search and seek for the heart of God. Let's stand, let's stand. I want to pray. Thanks for listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. If you're interested in joining us on Sundays, our services are held at the Clarence Cuffey Community Center at 2019 Windy Road, Chesapeake, Virginia, 23324. Our Sunday morning service is held at 1 p.m. and our Bible studies are held on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Join us and be blessed and remember, there's life in the word.